0: This episode of the Live Life Aggressively show is sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ is an insurance company that helps health conscious people such as runners, cyclists, strength trainers, plant based athletes and more secure lower rates on their life insurance. Health IQ uses science and data to help its customers living a healthy lifestyle secure lower rates on life insurance. As opposed to typical waist to hip ratio calculations used by conventional life insurance companies. Health IQ is not a life insurance broker or an insurer. Health IQ is a life insurance agency providing exclusive rates to health conscious applicants who qualify through their health IQ quiz and other lifestyle quizzes. You can even get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results, as well as your Strava, RunKeeper, or other fitness lifestyle app data. How can Health IQ pass along these savings? Well, Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at HealthIQ.com slash LLA or mention the promo code LLA when you talk to your Health IQ agent. Again, head over to HealthIQ.com slash LLA and get your free quote today. And don't forget to mention the promo code LLA when you speak with a Health IQ agent. It's a live life aggressive show got here that's me got mike on the other side another week another episode and man once again those those the pre-warm the warm-up man the warm-up the warm-ups are very important and that's what we do every time before we start recording the show we get the warm-up going get the guest nice and relaxed and laid back but i have to say with this guest today it's not necessary to do a warm-up because it's a friend of ours it's a friend of ours, and we don't have to sit there and make him feel comfortable. Yeah. And if he's not comfortable, forget him. It's <laughs> just like, get over it. <laughs> so That's what you do when your friends. You just tell your friends, you just tell them what you feel. <laughs> you don't have to sit there and try to make them feel comfortable. Well, I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with
1: feeling <laughs> uncomfortable. In fact, a lot of people who listen to the show are very happy. They're very content with being uncomfortable. That's why they listen every week and never support the show.
0: Fortunately, <laughs> we have a few
1: people who don't fall into that category. So just a couple of shout-outs to people using that coupon code LLA to get 10% off. My supplement line, we've got Todd Mark, Jay Crane, Vito DePaul, Scott Shetler. Scott's a friend of ours, actually. He's been a guest on the show many times. Elite strength coach out in Atlanta. And we got Mark Kennedy. So they've all been using that coupon code LLA to get 10% off at MikeMahler.com or AggressiveStrength.com. So, yeah, there you go. You,
0: you can just see, you can just feel the, the booty holes puckering when you said that, that. When you say, anytime you say that, they don't support. <laughs> Some twitching going on very, there, huh? They're very uncomfortable not supporting the show. You're just like, ooh, they're talking about me. Look, man, if your, ass, if your asshole tightened up whenever we bring that up, then you need to do something about that, man. Either get some Vaseline or actually start supporting the show financially. <laughs> so pick one. Or no, those folks.
1: people. I mean, we've been doing this for so long that those people are long gone now, in my opinion. Yeah. Also, even yeah. if they aren't long gone, we have sponsors now, so that's okay too. So if you're not going to pay to support the show, we'll get sponsors to support the show and then go the sponsors, ahead and have fun and we have
0: with that. Sponsors and Patreon supporters.
1: You know, we have Patreon supporters
0: as well. Oh, you can sit over there with your nice little, you know, puckered butthole and and carry on with your life. (laughs) And before before we
1: talk to our guest today, I thought I thought it'd be cool to each episode. I'm just going to answer a question. Not it's not necessarily even someone who's a listener of the show, but I think it's the answer would be interesting to people who do listen. So this week I had someone emailing me about desiccated liver supplements. I can't believe these things are even still around. Wait, you know, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Which, which, what kind of liver supplements?
1: Hey, don't interrupt, man. I'm trying to get to this.
0: Oh, you said desiccated. That's what I'm, I'm confused. I'm like. What?
1: Not not defecation, liver stuff. Okay.
0: okay, we're good now. Okay, yeah, Jessica, dead, dead, dead Let's just
1: talk about liver. Let's just talk about liver in general because there's a new trend now where people think organ meats are somehow healthy. There's somehow some elixirs. Let's start there. Okay, the liver is the most toxic part of an animal. It's our detox organ. So it's high. It's high in B vitamins. It's high in vitamin A. But there's way better sources for both than that. Rather than eating the most toxic part of an animal. Now, people will go, well, what about grass-fed? It's like, yeah, that would be better than factory farm, but it's still the most toxic part. This is your detox organ. And so, I mean, people that are healthy, we have healthy detox going on in our liver. It doesn't mean that it's healthy to eat that liver. It doesn't mean that eating a, a healthy person's liver would be healthy for you. It's still, it's still detoxing quite a bit. So let's start there. So basically, eating a liver is the equivalent of eating a hooker's ass on a Friday night at the end of her shift during flu season right? It's about as healthy as that.
2: <laughs> and,
1: and, and to drive the play at home, let's just say this is a hooker who specializes in backdoor activities, all right? So now, if you're comfortable doing that, by all means, keep eating whatever. Go for it. <laughs> We all learn by analogies. I, I figured that analogy would drive the point home very effectively.
2: <laughs>
1: and, and, and this is not this is not a working lady who takes glutathione or does lemon and salt drinks in the morning to really detox. You know? <laughs> now, on the topic of liver, right now we're in we're in a vicious flu season where I mean kids have actually died here in Las Vegas and around the, the country, so it's pretty serious. This is a really nasty strain of the flu. Once you get the flu, it's really hard to recover from it, especially for the elderly and really young kids. So what we want to do is avoid getting the flu wherever possible. And you can do that by, of course, loading up on fruits and vegetables, clean food. Most of us are doing that. But add a couple additional mes- measures. Glutathione, liposomal delivery is going to be more enhanced. So glutathione, liposomal delivery, you can get, you can get it via IV places too. Some people do it as a shot. Vitamin C, B complex. Life Extension has a really good B complex. If you're looking for a really clean source of B vitamins, get that, rather than desiccated beef liver, which should have been – I can't believe it's still being sold, like I said again. But anyway, some things just go around in cycles. The supplement business is no different. You take something that was trendy 50 years ago. People forgot about it. You try to bring it back and make a dime off of it. But we have way better options now than that. And then good sources of B vitamins, legumes, nuts and seeds, green leafy vegetables – Optimize your diet as much as possible, but then add in some B5, vitamin C complex, glutathione, B vitamins, just a probiotics also very important. Your gut health, majority of your immune system is in your gut. So really what you want is a healthy immune system and very good detoxing ability. So you want your liver to be really healthy and you want your gut health to be really healthy.
0: And one more thing, the one thing that so many people forget to do, wash your damn hands. OK, that's the first thing you know, <laughs> wash your hands, because there are a lot of I've seen people walking around. There are some people that don't cover the, my pet peeve, people that cough, especially during this time of year. And you got the flu going around They're right. just walk around, coughing, and yeah. just open mouth. Now, they piss me off. But what pisses <laughs> me off even more are the people who like actually cover their mouths with their hands. Yeah, you're not helping anyone because that hand is going to touch a doorknob or something else. Like, first of all, cough in the crook of your freaking arm, man, first of all, because nobody's going to touch that. OK, but other than that, don't put it on your hands because people are going to you're going to end up touching a doorknob or something else. Someone else is going to come along and touch that. So wash your hands. People have some hand sanitizer. And another thing is don't another thing. Be wary of, like, wiping your eyes and digging in your nose. OK, first of all, oh, yeah. digging in your nose is already. It's already gross. Just get a clean. <laughs> but on top of it, don't forget, you got a lot of bacteria and germs from all these people who are sick and whatever else. And you're putting that in your nose, man. It's very sensitive. And you sitting there, you take it inside with those fluids, getting it right into your, your your body. So it's really easy to get sick from that. So keep your fingers out of your nose, keep your hands out of your eyes. Wash your hands, wash your ass. That's just your given. <laughs> I just had to throw the wash your ass in there. <laughs> no, and if
1: you have the flu, if you have the flu, don't go to the gym and work out. Don't go out in no. public as much as possible. You want to stay home. You want to you want to contain that. Basically, box yourself off from the public. Also, I mean, now's a good time to avoid interactions with people unnecessarily so anytime you can yes. avoid people it's right now is a good time introvert. to do it
0: <laughs> it's the perfect time to be an introvert. it's time for <laughs> introspection right man he's like that's the time to go in and have some me time <laughs> hands-free me time though <laughs> don't take that the wrong way <laughs> yeah work,
1: working on your respiratory health is really important to you because i notice a lot of people just cough all the time and these aren't people who have a cold they're just I, coughing oh. you ever noticed that you're in the movie theater and people yeah. are just coughing Why you calling? That
0: drives me crazy. (laughs) Because my wife laughs because she knows I'm gonna look around. I'm like, really? I'm just like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why are you out? Someone like, should you be contained somewhere? And they're like, rawr, rawr, rawr. and it sounds like a <laughs> lung is coming up. I'm like, okay, that guy's not. He's not in a good place. Somebody needs to call a paramedic or something. I'm like you shouldn't be out. It's just like I start thinking about the strain or some type of disease. You know, just some type of yeah. pathogen to right. come out. I'm like, that dude's an agent. He's worked somebody. He's been a plant, man. You got to watch him. Start having my Alex <laughs> Jones moments when people start coughing like that, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, one more one more tip. Also, with your food, add in a lot of spices wherever possible. Ginger and cinnamon. I put and nutmeg. I put those in my protein shakes. I cook with curcumin, basil, oregano, garlic. Just load up on a lot of spices because these turn any meal into a superfood meal, where it's just going to help boost up your immune system and your liver health. Your detoxing abilities. You start,
0: yeah, and drink more. This is the time to drink more tea. And even if you have loose leaf tea, this is the time to just start adding some of those herbs and spices that Michael was talking about. You know, I usually always throw crushed mint, you know, fresh crushed mint in there as well. Um, I'll throw in cardamom. You know, I'll have a little bit of nutmeg and mm-hmm. all that into my in my tea. So you're getting warm fluids in there as well as the spices. And like I said, that's very soothing, especially helping with like a throat and help clear you out. It's not a time... Don't add a bunch of sugar because that's kind of being counterproductive by adding a bunch of sugar to these drinks, like teas and coffees and things like that. So keep that in mind as well. There's there's so many ways you can get your spices in. And definitely start antying up on the green tea. Just really. I mean, I just came back from a cruise and, like, trust me, every time I pass the coffee station and, and I had a cup of green tea every time because I'm on this Petri dish. With 3,400 people in yeah. the middle of flu season, you know, so I'm sitting there thinking like, yeah, you suckers are not going to get me. So I was drinking green tea at every turn. And so and it helped because there were a lot of people coughing and barking the entire time that we were on that cruise. And I was like, and hey, I made it through, you know, so it's, it's, it's very helpful to have those preemptive strikes, especially when you know it's around you, whether it's, some of you guys have kids. And, you know, kids end up going to school with little nasty little kids, and they end up bringing their germs back home to you. So that's how you prepare for that. Instead of just letting the the flu and everything else just recycle in your house, like, okay, Dad had it last week. Now Mom's got it this week. Then little Jimmy's got it the week after that, and then it comes back to Dad, and it's, just, it's going on and on. And wash your damn clothes, too. Once you get sick, wash your linens, wash your, you know, all that stuff as well, because it's just sitting in there. Very easy thing to do, man, <clears throat> to kind of just take these preemptive strikes. So you don't have to be a statistic because I'm just tripping on how many people, you know, are getting hit by this flu, man. It's crazy.
1: Well, this is a nasty strain. So even if you have immunity to other stuff, you're not necessarily immune to this strain. So what you want to do is avoid coming into contact with it wherever possible. Once you come into contact with it, there's a very good chance it's going to catch on. But the healthier you are, the faster you'll get over it, the less likely you are to pick it up and the faster you'll get over it. One other thing, too, with your liver detox, one simple thing to do is you just have a lemon and sea salt drink every morning. I do this every morning. I've done it for years. Twelve ounces of filtered water. You take one lime, you squeeze it into there, and then you take maybe about a fourth of a teaspoon or even an eighth of a teaspoon of Himalayan sea salts, mix this up. So what this does is it has a liver detox effect the lime is very alkaline. This is a very good cleansing drink. And for those of you that have sluggish bowels, sluggish no more, they will be yeah. once you take this drink. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you <have> about <laughs> and five minutes to get there. This is not something you want to drink in the car on the way to work. Let's put it that way. No. <laughs> Make sure. in traffic.
0: It's not fun in traffic a yeah, little cayenne, cayenne pepper in mine as well, man. Just to really spice things up first thing in the morning. Really get the, the you know, the, justice, the digestive system going. So again, yeah. you don't want to, be in, you don't want to be in traffic ten minutes, thirty minutes after drinking this. It's not going to be a fun morning for you, <laughs> unless you have a diaper. You know, unless you like that crazy lady <laughs> two years back <laughs> that was trying to go kill that guy and she wore a diaper the entire time so she wouldn't stop. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can, I can make a few more jokes on that topic, but to avoid belaboring (laughs) the point, let's talk to our guest. Prince, how you doing? (laughs) I'm I'm all right. (laughs)
0: We got got our boy Prince Bell on with us today. I mean, you've heard us mention him many, many times on many episodes. Yeah, we we crack jokes. It's It's been the butt of many jokes. Well, yeah, he has a very successful
1: podcast called Star Wars and Hookers, and that podcast has, has gone viral. Not <laughs> only well, has that podcast gone viral, but many of the li- listeners have picked up some viruses. <laughs> That's quite an impactful show. <laughs> idea oh, about talking, the talking about, how about talking about Star Wars with Hookers? Yeah, <laughs> That's a little bit more appropriate. Well, come on, well, the
0: biggest temp in the biggest temp in the universe was Jabba the Hutt. So that's been yeah. done, man. That happened in Empire Back. <laughs> In return to Jedi. We already saw that.
1: <laughs> and a lot of men are starting to look like Jabba the Hutt in America. <laughs> so, I mean, every, yep, yep. everything's coming full circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're not getting uh, uh women
2: in steel bikinis hanging out with them.
0: Hey, man, well, chain- they the right it's price. It's all chain mail, man. Get it right. <laughs> it's <not> steel bikinis. <laughs> So I guess the big question, though, man, is like, you know, all three of us pretty much have been Star Wars fans, but not like you. <laughs> not like you, and You That's found a way, right. actually, man. So actually like, hey, I can actually do something with this. It's something I'm very passionate about. And I can actually shit, I could actually make a little money on this as well, but it's yeah. not even about that. It's the fact that you can actually really get out there. There's something you're passionate about, but you can get that information out there, and it's something that you're very laser-focused on, and Mike and I have just watched you in the last couple of years, man, just kind of going from the guy, like, okay, I knew you through the kettlebell world, and, you know, we had a mutual friend, Samiko. and, you know, one minute is like, we're talking kettlebells and fitness and Qigong and meditation, and Eastern philosophy, and next thing you know, I'm seeing you with a robe and a lightsaber in front of your face. I'm like, okay, what just happened? <laughs> I'm like, whoa! And <laughs> hey, somebody, and most people be weirded out by that, but I'm, you know, being a Star Wars fan all my life, I was like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. here's another black dude that loves Star Wars. Somebody, yeah. somebody it's, 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 that's especially around our age groups, so I'm like, that's a that's a cool thing right there. So, what got you in all this, man? As far as just being a Star Wars fan and actually just going further with that and actually coming up with your own YouTube channel. We're going to Star Wars. It it really the, the whole
2: Star Wars YouTube thing was really an accident, but to bring everything like kind of full circle, Star Wars kind of pushed me into all of the other stuff. Well my mom my mom was a geek, um, and she was in the martial arts, uh she was athlete. She what I mean, we're here in Nashville, Oprah Winfrey's cousins lived down the street from where I grew up, so she was supposed to be the next Oprah Winfrey going into broadcast journalism and everything from this part of town. And she studied under uh, Bill Superfoot Wallace, who, you know, back in when Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee, like they all ran together. Uh, Joe, Mm -hmm. I can't remember Joe's last name, uh, Joe Lewis. Um, So, you know, naturally she, she has a, a, a son and here I am watching Star Wars and the Ninja craze and everything else. And she was also, she wasn't a personal trainer, but she was an aerobics instructor when I was a toddler. So it was really, like, all the stuff that I'm into. And I found, you know, my mom listens to this. You can't deny it, Mom, but I found, like, she had, like, an old yoga book from, like, I don't know how old that book is. Man, I need to go find it because it's probably worth something now. It was, like, this thick book on, like, all the stuff, yoga. So, like, all the stuff that I'm doing now is really my mom was interested in the stuff, and I just ran with it. Um, so, like, you know, watching Star Wars, I start asking her, like, these guys with these lightsabers or Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, they're like some kind of monks, huh? Monk, huh? Well, well, you know, and, you know and, and it's like, and like, well, they, they work they, out. Like, they look at out, Luke is running around with, running Yoda, around with and Yoda and Yoda doing all this stuff Yoda's, on Dagobah uh, in the swamp. Uh, so that made me get interested in martial arts, meditation, and studying religion. Why I went to uh, when I went off to uh, college, I ended up majoring in religion. Uh, there, I had a professor that basically had us watching Star Wars movies as our assignments over the weekend. Go watch Empire Strikes Back. We're going to have a discussion on that and Joseph Campbell's uh, myth making and, and the hero's journey. So it was like all of this stuff kind of came together. Originally, my YouTube channel was like all over the place. It was kettlebell training and Qigong and meditation. And, you know, I was doing 50 million things. And one day I was like, why don't I just talk about Star Wars? Because Star Wars kind of got me into all of this stuff. Uh, you know, and it wasn't really, I want to be a real Jedi and carry around a lightsaber, but more, these other things I was doing, somebody sat me down one day and was like, you know, you watch Star Wars, right? Well, this thing that we're doing with this Qigong stuff or the stuff we're doing in this martial arts class or these workouts, it's kind of like what you see in Star Wars. So it was like, oh, okay, well, then maybe George Lucas knew about all these other things. And he said, okay, I'm going to, like, take that and make this fantasy myth about it for this generation. Um, and that was kind of what I was trying to do on YouTube originally, and it wasn't really working. I said, mm, I just feel like talking about Star Wars, and maybe maybe I can loop people in where, oh, man, The Force Awakens is hot right now. Let me see what this guy has to say. And then I get them interested in, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to check out uh, the martial arts school down the corner. Maybe I'll try out this meditation thing that Prince always says, you know, remember to breathe at the end of the video. Maybe I'll try that out and see. You know, if that helps me out. So that was really it's really I'm now I'm using Star Wars. It's like the (laughs) bait to indoctrinate people, get them interested in martial arts, fitness, meditation, the stuff that actually matters to me. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, Prince, you're a Disney show. You like the last Jedi. I hated it. I'm like, I don't (laughs) give a shit. like (laughs) are you going to go work out? Can you take a walk? you do something besides sit here on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and, and type about how much you hate a movie that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really my goal. And like I said, it, it was just kind of an accident. I was like, nobody's watching me, so let me talk about this,
1: and now people are watching. <laughs> yeah, I always say the real power of a movie is to improve your real life. Right. You, like, I've always been inspired by a variety of movies, Untouchables, Heat, the Star Wars movies. People always, people who've read my books say, Oh man, you refer to movies a lot. You must watch a lot of movies. Ha, ha, ha. I was like, Yeah. And I'm here writing, I'm here writing this book because I watch a lot of movies. I've had the success I've had in a large extent because of the impetus I got from watching inspiring movies. So I think the mistake a lot of people make is they watch a movie. They leave. It has no, and sometimes it's because the movie sucks. Let's be honest. A lot of movies don't have any impact on us, but when a movie is really good, it doesn't, it's not just enjoyable while you're watching it. You take it with you. At least you can take it with you. And now you can go improve other areas of your life, whether it's your physical fitness or your business, your personal life, doesn't matter what it is.
2: Yeah. Um, the, the, the newest Blade Runner movie, it didn't do so well in a box office, but like I remember yeah. sitting through that and I was really really depressed and i think that was one reason like you know because with star wars you watch it you go back and you see it multiple times and you know a bunch of people do enough people do that movie right. obviously makes a lot of money the opening weekend right For blade right. runner i watched
1: that one it was
2: what the movie was like three hours long <laughs> so right. i didn't want it felt <laughs>
1: like three hours it didn't feel like three hours, actually. I mean, I actually really like that movie, but I know where you're coming from. It's dark. I feel the same way about War of the Planet of the Apes, right? I really like that movie, but yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't want to go down that journey again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not any time. Yeah, you know, Mike, Mike, you know,
0: Mike told me about it. Mike's like, you definitely want to check it out. I said, man, it's going to be a lot of parallels you see that's going on now. He said, it's very, very dark. And so and I went and saw it. And it like, My wife was out of town at the time, and I went by myself. And I was just like, when I walked out that theater, I was like, Fuck humans! What the hell? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so then my wife like, and you know, at first the first one she wasn't that interested. I said, you know what? Give it a try. I said, don't think about the old, te- don't think about the old '60s, you know, version, you know, with Charlton Heston, whatever. I said, this is different. So she saw the first one. She was like, whoa. She said, I wasn't expecting that. So then she was very, you know, she she was still kind of cool with the second one. But then when I told her about this third one and I really went in depth about it, it's like this, doesn't touches on this. She goes, oh, we got to go see it again. uh uh-uh. Uh. No, I said <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. That's like me watching Snowpiercer like three times in a row. Like I, 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 I want to just go and jump off a cliff after watching that movie, man. Because it's like, well, yeah. there's no hope. That movie really done dark here. too. Yeah, I'm like, as far as the Earth, really dark,
1: but those movies are also very cerebral. Just like what's what Prince what yeah. you're saying about Blade Runner. That that's a dark movie, but it's a very cerebral movie. It's very intense, yeah. and it, and it provokes a lot of thought. And that alone makes someone not want to go see a movie. Where they're like, well, I don't want to have to think about stuff. I don't want to have to think about maybe my life, maybe I'm not living fully as as yeah, maybe I'm so focused the on the superficial. I'm so focused on posting pictures of myself, and I want everyone to believe I've got this perfect, happy life. And a movie like this makes me realize I don't. <laughs> and Now I got to think yeah, about that. that's the reason why, and that's the reason why there are still Fast and Furious movies coming out for people like that. <laughs> because, you know, yeah, like,
0: yeah. You yeah don't can, want to you know, like, you know what? Super, I'm gonna just drive a, yeah. a, a Lambo, you know, on solid ice in Russia because that's cool. Or just have a tank. They, <laughs> they rather think of some mindless stuff like that. And you know, Tyree somehow still survives after all that. So, (laughs) He probably won't be in the next one, though. (laughs) No. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Blade Runner depicts a future that is a strong possibility with the food supply issues, something no politician ever talks about. It's the most important issue, we could say, right, at least number one or two, is the quality of our food supply, the diminishing quality of our food supply, we could say, accessibility to healthy food and how that's becoming a closing door. But no politician touches that. And then the average, forget about politicians, the average person doesn't touch that. I mean, just the other day, I was talking to people at the dog park. Uh, they were talking about how I was like, oh, it's, it's so offensive that this one radio guy insulted Tom Brady's daughter. Now, I'll agree with that. That was a cheap shot. But in the big scheme of things, who cares? I don't know him. Well, I don't know is, his daughter. No, what does that have to exactly? Like,
0: I didn't like, even, even you? know
1: Tom Brady had a daughter until then. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, but everyone is sitting there debating this and how offensive they are. I go, how many of you people are offended by obesity in America, the diminishing quality of food, your own ineffectual life? You know, how many of you are offended by that? Put that My energy position. into something that's actually important. I even take it one step further. I was in there watching. I was watching. I recorded the
0: Grammys, and I was watching them during the, one of the commercials. Of course, it was one of the big tobacco commercials. And now they're right, the way they're right. trying to do it now. The way they're campaigning it now, they try to point out how big tobacco had targeted lower income neighborhoods and poor, you know, communities. And you know, they were showing like all this paperwork, like. And then you have all the actors in the commercial, like, man, that's foul. Like, I can't believe they would do that. It's like they would they would try to prey upon people with lower income, like, um. The food industry does the same damn thing. Why are you not offended about oh, that? Yeah. you know exactly. somebody, look look at the grocery stores in those lower income neighborhoods or whatever Why are you not offended about us? Oh, because there are no grocery stores there. You're buying your groceries from a bodega oh. and you know in a convenience store. Yeah. You're not pissed off about that. I'm yeah. like, it's funny how the marketing companies are so focused on trying to say that and deflect from their current clients because now Big Tobacco's not their clients and they've been Ordered by the government to make these, you know, anti-tobacco campaigns or whatever else, but they're not focusing on their, the marketing companies. Are not focusing on their current clients, who are all the fast food restaurants, all the people with just no nutrients whatsoever in any of the food, quote unquote food they're supplying in these targeted neighborhoods or whatever else. I'm like, yeah, that's cute, but the problem is we can recognize that, but most people don't because they're not being educated on these things, you know, or right. it's like, no, nah, it can't be right. that bad because why would they do that? Why would they actually? want to, like, put bad food in lower income areas and blah, blah, and food full of chemicals. You know, so almost everything in that argument in that commercial had me laughing because it's in the food. They're like, wow, so they got cigarettes. They, they put all these chemicals in that tend to mess with birth rates and mortality rates and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, they're doing it with the food now. So basically, it's funny. I was thinking, 20 years from now, somebody's going to finally, like, go in and have these class action lawsuits against Monsanto and all these food companies the way they did tobacco companies. And so to settle, Monsanto and all these food corporations are going to have to come up with these commercials, you know, just like the tobacco companies coming up with now. But by that time, it won't even matter because the, the tobacco companies can sit there and post all the, they can have all these commercials or whatever else that goes against smoking, but it's too late. Everybody's hooked. When people who smoke, they're already hooked. These people have been hooked for like 30, 40, 50 years. And, you know, and they've already got it. They've gotten accustomed to and addicted to those chemicals. So now your commercial yeah. means nothing. Yeah. And, and they know this. You know, I was just sitting there putting gas in my car the other day. And I'm looking, you know, at the ads for the cigarettes at the gas station. You know, it's one of those little outside gas stations from a grocery store. And I'm looking at the prices of the cigarettes. Like one package oh, of yeah. cigarettes now oh, is yeah. like almost $7. And then I yeah, saw like yeah, a yeah. carton of yeah. cigarettes. A carton of cigarettes is 62 bucks, And I'm thinking to myself, the hell still paying for this stuff how can you afford to do that and i'm thinking about when i was a kid when my grandmother would send me like to get cigarettes i can't even stand to touch them but i remember when a carton of cigarettes was 25 dollars, and she was having a fit about that and that's probably the last time i even had to buy cigarettes for anyone and i thought about it I was like yeah i thought 25 dollars was expensive And I, now I even as a kid i questioned like Why would you spend that kind of money for something that's not even benefiting you? All it's doing is killing you. I'm like, isn't there like a much better way to die, a quicker way to die and a less expensive way to die, you know, than this prolonged death? So it it doesn't matter because they're they're hooked. They don't even care how much it's going to cost. They don't care that they're spending that like every other day. It's not even like every week, 60 bucks on a carton of cigarettes. They're doing this every other day because they're going through four or five packs a day. So I'm just adding it up, man. So, I was like, so then these are the same people talking about they don't have a good jobs. They don't have, you know, their income is low. They can't afford this, that, and the other, but they can still find a way to buy cigarettes, <laughs> you know, and alcohol. So you know, I'm like, it's all about priorities and, you know, what's important to you. So it's just crazy, man, when you sit there and think about it. But again, most people don't. They don't really think about these
1: things. And low-quality I mean, low, low quality food is just as addictive, if not more addictive, and yeah. nearly as detrimental for your health as well. So that's the yeah. other thing also is that the junk food is cheap when you look at it per ounce, but when you look at the volume that people eat, it's not cheap anymore because you're not just eating uh-huh. one Oreo cookie. You're eating the whole box, and you got to go back the next day and buy another box because it's that addictive.
0: More of the Live Life Aggressively show right after this word from our sponsor. This episode of the Live Life Aggressively show is sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ is an insurance company that helps health conscious people such as runners, cyclists, strength trainers, plant based athletes and more secure lower rates on their life insurance. Health IQ uses science and data to help its customers living a healthy lifestyle secure lower rates on life insurance as opposed to typical waist to hip ratio calculations used by conventional life insurance companies. Health IQ is not a life insurance broker or an insurer. Health IQ is a life insurance agency providing exclusive rates to health conscious applicants who qualify through their health IQ quiz and other lifestyle quizzes. You can even get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results, as well as your Strava run keeper or other fitness lifestyle app data. How can health IQ pass along these savings? Well, health IQ can save you up to 33%. Because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at HealthIQ.com LLA or mention the promo code LLA when you talk to your Health IQ agent. Again, head over to HealthIQ.com slash LLA and get your free quote today. And don't forget to mention the promo code LLA when you speak with a Health IQ agent. And now back to the show. No. Yeah, I always laugh at that when I hear people like, oh, "I can't, oh man, you're talking about organic food, man, I can't afford organic food." You know, that's really easy when you're doing well. You know, I can't afford it. I'm like, really? So I said, let's let's put it in perspective what you're buying when you go to Kroger and you're buying like I don't know, ten boxes of macaroni and cheese for like ten dollars. Okay, but how quickly do you go through that? Because it's not very filling, you know. No. So you go through those food pretty quickly, and you're at the grocery store at least once to twice, like once or twice a week. Buying groceries, spending three hundred something dollars at groceries. I watch people at Costco stocking up for the apocalypse. Okay, and I'm going in for like one or two things, and then I go back to Costco the next week, and those people are right back, and they're still spending three, four hundred dollars on. Food. I'm like, wait a minute, you were just here last week spending that same amount. So you've already somewhere between three hundred to eight hundred. You're somewhere between six hundred and eight hundred dollars in the last two weeks on groceries, but you can't afford to eat organic or eat food that has that's full of nutrients. That first of all, you won't just wipe through it. All I see is a bunch of food that's in boxes and plastic right now. You know, you're going to be right back in a few days. You're going to go right through that stuff. So it just, if you really just look at it, that's I always tell my clients. I said, you know, let's plus your food bill. Let's go through your bank account and let look how many times you actually went to the grocery store and let's say how many times you went and you ate out. And pretty much, I said, there's some days where you ate out like within two hours of each other. So obviously one of those meals didn't fill you up. So you had to go do it again. And then you went to the ice cream shop right after that. Yet, like first of all, if you were eating nutrient dense foods, you wouldn't make it. You wouldn't make this many stops to eat in a in a, single, in a single day. So add all that up at the end of the month. You know, at the end of your bank statement, show me how much money you spent. And then there, that's kind of like they're like, whoa, I didn't realize it. You know, yet because it's become a habit. So when things become a habit, it becomes effortless to you. It becomes very easy to just keep doing it now because you've 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 been doing it that way. But it doesn't mean it's actually serving you. So now you got to think differently. So you wonder why you can't get rid of that last five pounds, you can't get rid of 10 pounds, or, you know, why you can't get rid of that gut. Here's one of the reasons why, on top of the fact that you keep stressing about money. You don't know where your money's going. That stress is also adding to that weight gain as well. So it's very simple things, but you just got to take a moment to sit there and think about these things and, and put it in perspective and not just be mindless and be in the moment. That's what you have to do. you know not thinking about the next meal while you're having the current meal. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I see a lot of a lot of people do that. And, um, like, my aunt, that I, she was autistic that I grew up with. So uh, it, it's she gets a pass because, you know, she, we don't know why her brain works that way. But I see people who allegedly are normal, and they do the same thing where my aunt would be, we sit down, my grandma, you know, weekend or something. she sit down and eat lunch, and she's sitting down starting to eat lunch, and she'd already asked. You know, she turned my grandma and say, "Mama, what, what are we eating for dinner?" Or she'd already be thinking about dinner while she's eating lunch, like <laughs> right. the next meal.
1: Yeah. And
2: I'm like, "Well, you supposed to be supposed to be normal. Why are you doing that?" That my aunt is doing, where you know, that's like that. I, I, I later I found that that's how she tells time. Like she tells time by yeah. her meals. Like if she doesn't eat mm-hmm. breakfast at a certain time, it's, that's part of her autism? Uh, mm-hmm. Then like something think everything is off if she doesn't have breakfast at a certain time doesn't have right. lunch at a certain time but it's like you're supposed to be normal like you know why why are you worried about worry about this meal what what is what did yoda say in the last jedi like the the knee in front of your nose Like worry about what you're doing right now this step not not 10 steps down the line or something i had a client and she would all, we'd always be in the workouts. And she'd say, Prince, when I get skinny, I'm going to do, and she'd always, and at first I was like, well, this is getting her through the workout. We're having conversation and whatnot. But then it started to get to me, like, why is she always mm-hmm. telling me what she's going to do? Is Prince, when I get skinny, Prince, when I get, I'm like, just worry about this workout right now. Worry about that might, because then she, if she wasn't losing weight fast enough, she'd start to freak out, start getting anxiety attacks. And whatnot, right. and I was just like, "Look, you're doing great. You you you're you always show up to the workouts. Uh, you don't miss your sessions like other people do. You don't complain about the workouts. Sometimes I push you harder than I really feel like I should, just to see, you know, where you are. But you always have a good attitude. But this whole what ended up happening is I ended up having to get rid of her as a client, and she stopped working out, and then it's well, Prince, when I get skinny, when I get, and it was like, and all her weight ballooned back because she stopped training and it was a lot of, like, it ballooned, but it, it came back plus. Um, um,
0: yeah, of course. It, was, it always brings back friends. It's always It always comes yeah. back with a plus one, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of times it's like the language that people use because, you know, she's like, you know, when I get skinny, you know, okay, yeah. well, first of all, why would you want to be skinny and not healthy? Because people, yeah. you know, get over that whole media, you know, brainwashing. That skinny is healthy. Not necessarily. Yep. Not necessarily. Just like there are some people that people look at and automatically think if they're, they seem to be overweight, they think that they're unhealthy. There are some people, you know, according to just, you know, their genetics, hypothyroidism, whatever else, they're not lose, they're not going to lose weight. They might be eating just right. Like they're eating the right foods. They're actually working out. They're not stressing. They're living a good life. And still because of their DNA, you know, they're, they're going to appear bigger than most, you know, yep. and so, and, doesn't mean that they're unhealthy. Sometimes you can do their blood work. Look at their test. Like, well, damn, your hormones are all on point. And then there's a skinny person over here. Everybody thinks it's all healthy. And like, oh, she's got a shake. You know, he's got a good body, blah, blah, blah. The hormones are a wreck. You know, yet you see muscles and everything else. And he's like, well, I don't understand. You know, I, I work out. I eat right out. You know, and they, I eat all the healthy foods. And I don't understand. I get, a, you know, eight to nine hours of sleep. You know, so, again, there's just not a one-way way of doing these things. And right. just because something appears one way doesn't mean it's true. That's another thing. It's perspective. And then, so instead of trying to come up with, a, with an answer, you know, you got to ask the right questions. Like, well, first of all, first of all, you got to mind your business. Start there. Don't even ask the question. Why are you worrying about why that person's that size or why this person's skinny, why that person's fat? What, what the F are you doing? What's going on with you? And I think that's another big issue right there. It's like, get your own, work on your own stuff. Don't worry about why this person's eating that or eating the other or something like that. So. But again, you gotta change your language, man. And you know, so many people like, Oh, I gotta be skinny. I gotta be so skinny, man. I gotta I gotta get down to a size, blah, blah. If I can just get down to hundred and twenty pounds, which is that magical number for so many women clients I've had over the years, I'm like, What is what is it about one twenty? I don't understand. What is what does that number do? And what and what happens when you get there? Then what? (laughs) Yeah, you know. Well, clients, what's going to happen when
1: you yeah. get there? What's going to happen when you get there is nothing, and that's—I think—that's where you were going, <laughs> Prince. Is that this client of yours is always talking about how, oh, when I'm skinny, I'm going to do this. When I'm skinny, I'm going to do that. And basically, that's a mentality of I'm not happy right now, but when oh, I yeah. get to this place, I know I'm going to be happy, and then I'm going to do all these things that make me even more happy. The reality is, is you're not going to be any happier there. So it's not going to. Yeah. You may be initially because you're like, wow, I, I finally achieved this goal, but then it's going to be anticlimactic, and then the same, the exactly. same neurotic behavior you had before you lost the weight is still going to be there, still going to be present. I remember Charles Daly talked about, this, he had a client who just had this fervent desire to get a six pack. And he had similar verbiage, like, oh, when I get a six pack, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And he was like, well, you need to be happy right now without the six pack. Then you'll be happy when you get the six pack. But if you can't be happy now without it, then you're not going to be happy with it. And a lot of us have experienced that who like to work out. I used to have a similar mindset myself. When I first started working out, I had these certain strength goals, like, oh, I'm going to bench press this. I'm going to squat this. I'm going to be able to do this many pull-ups, whatever it was. And you, you had that similar attachment to it as well, at least I did, where you thought you would feel a certain way when you hit those goals. And I'm not going to say I didn't get an increase in confidence. I did. When I hit those goals, it was a cool sense of accomplishment because you had a goal, you stuck it out for many years, you achieved the goal. So there's a level of confidence that comes with it. But then you adapt and the same concerns you had before achieving that goal are still there. Nothing in the big scheme of thing has changed.
2: Or uh, you know, you get you get it you get that accomplishment and then it doesn't turn out the way you want it. I was thinking about this the other day yeah. because there's this uh, there's this Vietnamese restaurant that I used to be afraid to eat at because the, the owner's daughter uh, tried to holler at me a long time ago. So I always had this goal. I wanted to, I wanted to, like, play basketball and, like, dunk on somebody in front of a real pretty girl and, like, you know, get her phone number or whatever. So it, it actually happened. I was, I was, like, 20, and I dunked on this guy. I mean, I was lighting him up. I was hitting threes from everywhere. These two, like, Vietnamese girls were watching. And so after the game, this girl comes over, she gives me her phone number. She's like, yeah, you're a really good basketball player. Call me. So she, she's, uh, we're on the phone and she's telling me, you know, what she can do for me and everything. And then for, something, for some reason, I said, Hey, where did you go to high school? She says, I, I, I go to MLK. And I said, I went to MLK. And I was like, Wait a minute, you said go like present tense? She said, Yeah. I was like, Oh, what grade are you in? And so I just said, I'm 20. So, so she's like 15. And I was like, Oh, what? Uh, oh, so, you know, it was like, So I accomplished the goal, I dunked on somebody in front of a pretty girl, got her phone number, but then it was like, okay, I may end
1: up going to jail if I can.
2: If I can the, fruit, the, fruit, the, fruit, the fruit. fruit,
1: fruit. the fruit, fruit. hadn't ripened yet. It wasn't ready to pluck just so, yet. So
0: yeah. Brent, this is when yeah, I, I thought it would call me
1: back in three years.
0: <laughs> so this is, playing, this is when you were playing the R. Kelly Basketball League, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> well, may,
2: maybe uh, – maybe, uh, Maybe I wasn't like the one that was getting invited to the 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 after-the-game parties because I wasn't down to piss on anybody.
1: (laughs) She she called you back, and she called you back in a couple years. She's like, remember me? I love you long time. Now I'm ready. Uh, yeah, sometimes you gotta be, sometimes you gotta be very specific with what you want. <laughs> you yeah. 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 do be very really precise. It's like, I want a really beautiful girl. It's like, nah, you gotta be more precise than that. You gotta make sure she's yeah, up but, a certain
0: age. So trust me, there's some beautiful girls, there's some beautiful girls in Brazil. Be very specific. Like, <laughs> Yeah, <more> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they might, they might not be girls from the waist down though.
0: <laughs> exactly. it might just be an identity complex it might just be identifying as a woman so it's like you got to be very specific now these days the universe is like look bro she can't have a blanket statement anymore what do you really want because <laughs> I was, if you just say hey I want a pretty girl alright I got you here you go <laughs> you didn't say that she had to be sane okay so what if she's trying to stab you in your, oh, yeah. she's to stab you in your sleep you know she wants you to be like she calls you daddy and believes it <laughs> you know <she's> like <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know you know what's interesting is every every religion especially the mystical branch of each religion at some point has the philosophy of being in the present how you're not going to be happy always focusing on some future that's probably not going to turn out the way you wanted it to or even if it does it's not going to have the the impact on your happiness that you expected it to right. and I think that's a difficult concept for a lot of people because we're always chasing we, we people feel most comfortable when they're going after something and that's great. We all want to achieve our goals and so forth. I just think you have to realize that the more attached you are to the goal achievement, the more anticlimactic it's going to feel.
0: Yeah. I'm always saying, yeah. man, great expectations was a great novel. It shouldn't be your philosophy in life. You, know, you got to watch <laughs> that because every, every time you have these expectations, man, trust me, life is like, Oh, for real, that's what you expect to happen. Check this out. And you're like, yeah. Whoa. And if you weren't like, if you're not open and if you're not just, a little bit more free form with it. It can totally throw you off your path, man. And then some people they have a hard time recovering from that because it's like, well, it's supposed to go this way and it's supposed to happen this way. I can't believe this happened. See, that's, that's usually the problem when you start saying, I can't believe this happened. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that means that means you had a very, you were attached to an expectation to not to sit there and think that. My thing yeah. is, you know, I'm not surprised by anything in this world at all. Even <laughs> my wife's like, did you believe that? I'm like, yeah, I can believe it. Why? Because humans are involved. Of course, I can believe it. I said we're flawed at best, man. Come on, somebody. There's, there's no limit how we can f things up. (laughs) You you have no idea. Like, oh, trust me, we're always like, oh, humans just did this. To my, well, I can't believe this. This is probably the worst thing humans have ever
1: done. Like, and then humans like, oh, hold my beer. (laughs) 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 You know. Yeah, there's no bottom. There's no bottom of the barrel of depravity. Can he can always go one layer further. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I always laugh when a lot, of libertarians, a lot of libertarians are always saying, oh, no more regulations. Let's just deregulate everything. It's like, OK, that sounds great in theory. But if that yeah. were actually practicing, every, every, every ocean would be full of even more toxins than there is now. Exactly. There wouldn't be a safe river in the whole country. The only thing <laughs> right. that stops these greedy corporations from doing even more damage is just the repercussions in terms of fines and so forth. That may come with it. If they, if you just gave them free rein, they're not going to do the right thing. You know, no corporation does the right thing for the right reasons. They do it because yeah. it's affecting the bottom line. It's like, man, all these people protesting in front of our building. It's hurting our bottom line. So let's let's stop testing cosmetics on animals, so we can get all these fucking protesters off our property. You know, they're not doing it because they necessarily care about animals. They just don't want the, the negative publicity is having a negative impact, which is why that kind of targeted protesting works. Yeah, it's yeah, like um,
0: gets, what's the make the statement?
1: Crazy, what what is her name? The, the food
2: babe or Vani Hari?
0: Oh what yeah
2: yeah was, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah she, she was, oh can you can use this in the macaroni and it I think it was something or I think the subway thing where she was like oh this chemical. And the bread is using (laughs) yoga mats or something. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, it's safe, but we need her to shut up because she's got the food day (laughs) army or or something. Right. So it's like, you know, like bad publicity is the worst thing that can ever happen, whether it's, you know, whether it's legitimate, a legitimate concern or not, doesn't even matter. Anymore, yeah. Which is but kind of have a, that
1: idiotic statement. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yes, there is. There's a lot of things is. that are, yeah. there are, there are a lot of things that <laughs> fall into the category of bad publicity. Believe me, <laughs> There's it, bad publicity that'll put you out right. of business. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it
2: kind okay. of sucks though, because, you know, like people can say anything. Like I was you know, talking about this with a, a teacher the other day where, yeah. um, you know, a kid can say anything. Y'all might have been talking yeah. about this on another episode, too. A kid can say
1: anything. No, yeah, we, we've had yeah, that discussion yeah. before. Yeah, we are about a, about a lot of adults DC. who don't yeah. want to work with kids. Yeah, there are adults yeah. now. I remember I read this article in the Wall Street Journal. We're saying this, this one guy's like, look, I used to love working with kids, but it's it's too dangerous now. This kid could say I'm a pedophile. Yeah. He could tell his parents I touched him here just because he didn't want to do something that I told him to do, you know, as a teacher. So they're like, it's just yeah. not worth the trouble anymore. So that, that's the flip side of the whole problem is that On one hand, you have a lot of kids who are being molested who don't talk about it. I'm not saying there are a lot of kids who lie about it, but there are some kids who do because they know it's a power play. And that's a big problem, too, because you can you can ruin someone's life, even if they get accused and they are vindicated. Just the accusation is still going to ruin them because a lot of people don't even know about the vindication. They just remember the accusation.
0: Exactly. sometimes, like, once your reputation has been tarnished, man, it's hard to come back from that. Come on, most times you don't oh, come no back doubt. from that. Just like even like right, right now, even if someone, you know, even if someone now gets accused, you know, of any kind of sexual assault or whatever else, you know, during this Me Too revolution yeah. or whatever, even if they didn't do right. it, you know, even when some of these guys like, you know, James Franco and all these guys, they stand up and say, like, no, that those allegations are false. Right yeah. now, at this point, because there's so much publicity, you know, you know, most people are looking like, yeah, right, dude. Why? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he probably did that. Just now you've got people where you're in a situation now where you're you're guilty until proven innocent. And then if you yeah. prove yourself innocent, it doesn't even matter. No one cares anymore because now they're attached to their original feelings because no one really wants right. to admit that they were wrong in the first place. So that's the thing. That's right. And, and so, and, this is and, and there's no That's way, to, there's fiction. no way to
1: prove, there's no way to prove your innocence from something 20 it's, years ago. Just like there's no way to prove right. your guilt, but people tend to believe the guilt even though there's no proof one way or the other.
0: Well, now people are kind of being pumped in believing that you're guilty because it's like if you sit there and try to say like, oh well, what do we know for sure? Oh, well, here you go. Well, are you are you saying that it's okay for that to happen? Like, wait a minute. All I said was, you know, somebody, do we know if this is true or not? Well, you sound like you're supporting the, right. the, that, the assaulter. I'm like, no, I sound like a, you're victim I sound whining. like a human. Yeah. I sound like a, exactly. I, said, I actually sound like a common sense human being right now because that's the way justice is supposed to work. You're supposed to weigh both sides until you can prove, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt. I said, I have doubts. Why? Because you weren't right. there. I wasn't there. And at the same time, I don't care. I really don't care at this point because you're getting wrapped up in all these. People. Well, you should care, don't you? Have a daughter? Well, look, man. So here's the thing. You know, here's how I combat that. You know, I tried. I tried my best all my life to sh- tell my daughter and teach her. You know how to try to avoid certain situations where it's almost a given. where, okay, don't go to a bar and leave your drink out because somebody puts some Blah 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 blah. You know, I did the best I right. can with things out of my control, but there's some things that are out of your control. So now you just do your best and hope for the best. Hope you 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 taught right. them well you know, once they go out into the world. But here's the thing. You're trying to micromanage someone's life and trying to be the protector in every aspect of it. It's like it's just not possible. Crap crap is right. going to happen. And you just hope that it doesn't happen and you hope that you've equipped them with the best tools possible to avoid situations as much as possible. Now, you don't sit there and just some guy you just met and then, you know, you go up to the, their room or their dorm room or whatever else. Or even if you tell a guy, no, you know this guy and they're a friend or whatever, you know, just know that, you know, let somebody know this dude's coming up there, first of all. You know, try mm-hmm. to... Try to have as much information as possible with other witnesses. So therefore it kind of like So what ends up happening with that, that kind of lessens the chance of some jackass one to go and go beyond, you know, the scope of permission. When they know, like, okay, right. they can be busted. The reason why some of these assholes got away with things is because they knew, A, they wouldn't get busted because they knew no one would talk. No one knew they were doing it. Or the ones they knew they probably had some things on those people too to keep them quiet you can't tell me a lot of these high-powered people in Hollywood you know didn't know stuff was going on so you have yeah. to wonder what's in their closet for them to look the other way other than either they did some some shady stuff or they wanted something from that person that was doing these type of abuses you know you can't tell me even like yeah. when Steve went okay no one no one else knew really <laughs> no one knew this stuff it's like well, then again, get asked like okay well what do we know for sure you know there's always somebody right. we don't know man we really don't know the best thing is like okay we need to be better educated as people and not be so trusting of people and and also not be surprised as well of people you know why are you shocked well we, we should be shocked you know this should not be a common thing like dude this has been a common thing since the beginning of time you think that rape and sexual assault and all this stuff just happened in Hollywood in the last 20-30 years you know, first, you know, this has been going on since the beginning of time. Tell me, have you ever read about wars? And when people win wars, what they did somebody even the people that you praise now and say were good people. And you you try to model after their empires and whatever else. Like you think those are good people when they actually someone to be a good empire. You had to do some bad things to other empires. OK. Yeah. And it didn't just come with taking their land. You know, you took everything. You you pillaged everything, you know. So now, yeah. you know, you got to think about that stuff. So again, because at the end of the day, it's human beings, and like I said, there's no limit, you know, to the bad things that we can do, or you know, the deplorable things that we can do. You know, and also, everybody.
1: people have to admit that no one's having a discussion about how people are. Some people are going to lie about this kind of things just to get attention. They don't care that they're ruining right. someone's life. They're just going right. to get attention because now people are like, well, okay, me too. I can come out and just accuse so and so, and I'm going to get right. CNN coming over to interview me. I'm going to get more publicity than I ever had in my life just by lying about something. That can't be proved one way or the other. The fact that it can't be proved one way or the other makes it even more enticing for that's, someone to lie and that's about a scary,
0: it. Now, right there, there's a scary thought, right there. It's like that's the thing people really be thinking, yeah, like the fact, like okay, where's okay, where's the proof? And also on top of that, what you just said, it takes those people to ruin it for people who are victims. Because now, no, because that's for right. people who actually are, all it takes is one of those people to get busted, you know, for lying, and then the whole sh- everything starts to shift. You know, it's like yeah, uh, it's kind of like the whole Hawaii thing with the missile thing. It's like now, if there's a nuclear strike yeah. in Hawaii now, no one's gonna believe it. <laughs> yeah, no one's okay, gonna just believe this it. crying wolf yep. thing. It's like yeah, now yeah. if you get that text alert, like oh some jackass messed up and hit the wrong button again, yeah, the one actually pushed the button on that nuke, <laughs> that's the jackass you need to be thinking yeah. about. But.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you, who's going to actually how many people are actually going to believe it and if it happens again and it's a false alarm then,
1: then you can just forget it man you yeah. just made it well, I mean, in, some, in some cases you may be better off not even knowing about that anyway because exactly. what are you going to do in 10 minutes
0: what are you going to do LaVelle
1: like Crawford, <laughs> Crawford had a joke where he goes uh, like he, he had this joke about being on a plane and it's crashing, and then the guy next to him wakes him up. He goes, Lavelle, wake up. The plane's crashing. He's like, Well, why'd you wake me up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I would have just woken up and been like, Hey, Jesus, am I in heaven? <laughs> like, wake up. The crashing. <laughs> well, what can I do about the plane crashing? Nothing. Am I going to run into the cockpit and <laughs> install in the computer? No. <laughs> <They just laughs> <walk through>.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good not to no, know. I was sitting there reading about people who were like, you know, when they saw that alert in Hawaii, they were like running into their garages. I'm like, yeah, because that thing's very,
1: <laughs> that'll <laughs> yeah, help. That's nuclear proof.
0: Like, how solid <laughs> is the concrete in that garage of yours, you know, in Hawaii? Come on, man. That's not going to uh, help. Maybe if well, I don't I'm actually of- see the flash, it won't hurt me. <laughs> right. He's like, I, 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 I caught you, nuclear
1: warhead. You don't get to kill me today. Well, people have that mentality too, right? They're about to crash into someone. What do they do? You just close your eyes as if close that's going to help. <laughs> it's like, nope, you're still going to crash. <laughs> you're still crashing. Whether you have your eyes open or not, you go right really, into that. No, I don't want <laughs> to
0: see it happen. You know, <laughs> like you're going to make a bad painful. <laughs> or they're trying to get a head start on dying. I don't know. It's like, well, my eyes are already closed. So, at least when I wake up, I wake up dead. Like that's not how that works.
2: <laughs> or, if they, or if they survive and the cops come to take the report, well, well, sir, ma'am, what happened? I don't know. I didn't see a thing.
0: And it's funny because um, just last night, this happened right outside, like my apartment, it's like. Where we are is like there's a crash here almost every weekend because some jackass always tries to, well, there's a gas station. And so if you're coming from under the freeway, everybody, for some reason, when they're running out of gas, they feel like if I just cut across all four lanes and get to that gas station right there, you know, I won't run out of gas. But they, but they do it in front of oncoming on traffic. I'm like, well, don't even worry about the gas now. Your car's total. You know, so usually this, this a crash But last night, I'm sitting there and I'm watching TV, and then all of a sudden I just hear, I hear those. I, I didn't hear any brakes. I just heard, bam. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so I look out the window. I didn't see anything. It's okay. I'm gonna gotta wonder like, that was very close because you could feel it shake our apartment. And then I saw this car go through the intersection. He slowed down. Then he sped off. I was okay. That may have been a hit and run because, you know, this dude. Why is he slowing down? Then he just sped off. So I said, let me just make sure I get a good look at that. You know, just in case when the cop get in, they need somebody to describe the hit and run. But then I'm looking for the car that got hit. I'm like, where is it? I didn't see it. Like, I can see the freeway from right here. And I didn't see them. So I'm like, OK. So then I go out of my balcony and I see this car just like in like head on, like right in the center. Like the corner of the pillar under the freeway, that corner is now right smack in the middle of that car, you know, almost to the engine block. You know, and I just, wow. you know, I'm like, oh crap. So, you know, I just grab my, I grab my go bag, you know, I so said, just in case somebody might be bleeding, you know, to the cop get here and the paramedic. So let me, you know, get my tourniquet and first aid kit, you know, just in case. And so, you know, I grab my bag, I go down there and these two girls are out there, dude. And the girl's just like freaking out. She's just panicking or whatever else. And come to find out, man, it's just like no one hit her. Basically. The part where you like, you're going down the, the feeder of, of a freeway and you're getting ready to turn to make a U. Obviously, mm-hmm. she tried to take that U too fast. Cause, and it, and it hit me that, you know, this girl didn't hit the, I didn't hear any brakes hit. I just heard the crash. So obviously, yeah. she just went right into the pillar. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, man, you didn't hit your brakes or anything else. And she's freaking out. I'm just happy she was able to get out and like make it. She's freaking out because she hit her car. She's like, that's my only car. And did it, did it. I'm looking at it. And there's another guy that saw it. He's at a gas station across the street. He, and we're talking. He goes, man, yeah, she's freaking out about this car. He said, but I saw this. She's happy to be like, like walking. I said, she's not walking. She's yeah. hobbling right now. She's not even focusing on what's important. She's like, it's my only car. And, da, 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 da. and oh my God. But you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm sitting thinking like, okay, so what goes through your mind when you're like going that fast? I didn't hear any breaks. I'm like, I wanted to, she like close her eyes at the last second and just like, oh crap, I'm about to hit this. This is about to be over. Cause I don't think it really hit her until like by the time the cops got it, I think the shock finally hit her. And then yeah. she started freaking, out. she started screaming aloud. And the cops are looking like, what the hell is wrong with you? One of the cops came over. He's like, yeah, she's already freaking out about her car. But, you know, you can get another car. She's a, she needs to understand. But what I'm seeing right here, she's looking to be walking right now. And I'm thinking, yeah. these cops are really cool because when I walked up to those girls before the cops got there, I could smell weed <laughs> and I could smell alcohol. And so she caught those cops on a good night. I think because it was, it was a young chick, you know, she was really freaking out or whatever else. I think they kind of just let her slide. So he of course he comes over and asks us like, so did you guys witness this? And I was like, okay, this is when you know you're good. You don't have any warrants. I'm like, oh, I mean, I heard it. And the other guy was like, yeah, I saw it. But he's like, oh, can I get your name? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing, he's like, so this is the thing, people. <laughs> Even when we're good, you know, there's, there's this thing where you've kind of been programmed like, okay, cooperating with the police you know like wait a minute you watch too much tv start thinking like wait a minute this cop's actually being nice and so that's another thing i always want to point out to people like yeah there's issues going on with certain bad apples in the bunch but you know there are there are some that are not majority of them are not bad OK, because you have right. two black dudes right. sitting here right. in the middle of the night, one with a backpack on and a gun or two, you know, and both have on hoodies. We're fitting all the stereotypes, quote unquote, that, you know, certain people, you know, SJ, you know, SJWs will say, like, you know, these are the people that they target. They, yeah. These cops, it's like eight cops there, and they didn't sit there and ask, they didn't ask CRID or anything else. They're asking us, like, did you guys see anything? Like, oh, man, I'm glad you guys stayed here with these girls, you know, until we got here, you know, because it could have been a lot worse. They could have really freaked out and blah, blah, blah. So it was one of those times when you sit there and say, like, things are not what the what uh, they appear to be all the time in the media They that they play over and over. It happens. But yep. when it does happen, they're going to play it over and over to make you feel a certain way and think a certain way, which kind of makes me think about you, Prince, with the picture you posted, you know, with those <laughs> social justice warriors the other day, <laughs> you know. <but laughs> yeah, that was,
2: yeah, that was actually a picture from um, from Vanderbilt Divinity, because I'm like, look, if you're if you're going into some kind of ministry, technically, you, you are a social justice warrior. Yeah. I, I don't really know what that term means, because everybody I know, everybody I so know they... You know, they like actually go funny? out and organize and get arrested. And, and it's
1: basically yeah. the same thing as that it's basically the equivalent of the PC police, people that are just looking yeah. for. But I think it get think offended they're about they're, and come to the defense.
0: Yeah, but they're using it incorrectly because here's my thing is like anyone. So if that's the case, if you really looked at what social justice, warrior you break all that stuff down and you look at it, right mm-hmm. now, you got three right here on this on this show. I mean, first yeah. of all, we're about animal rights. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. a, we're about human rights. We're about civil rights. And, you know, and we don't keep quiet about these things. We speak about it. We share yeah. information about it. We talk about it on our show. So that would make us social justice warriors. So anytime I see someone online that's just and tries to bash You know, you know, these other ones, you know, say like, oh, another social justice warrior, blah, 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 was this, that. And I'm like, well, what are you? You know, just like when I say, I don't think you, I don't think you're using that in the right term. Both sides are not using the right terms. Just like when people call themselves conservatives, call themselves liberals, I said, you're not using those words correctly if it's for the agenda that you're trying to put out there. I said, let's really sit down and think about what those words really mean. And then you'll realize you're saying, you're doing it all wrong. You're doing it wrong. So. You know, of course, it just makes it very easy for them to try to point out a particular type of person that they've, like, you know, built up like, oh, these social justice warriors out here marching and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you don't. Is there not anything that pisses you off that you want to speak out about? Because if not, that means you're just coasting through life and you're a waste of space. I said, So that means that you're turning a blind eye to bad things and that makes you complicit. You know, that makes you comply with all those bad things if that doesn't bother you in the least little way. So, again, and I get it when it's just been, when so many people want to just jump up, and the fake ones jump up, and like, you know, I'm a social justice warrior, too, and they use that as an excuse to do foul things, like, you know, run up and attack people and smash windows at Starbucks and all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's not cool. You're not a social, you're a dick. Okay, (laughs) just call it what it is. You're like, you're not a social justice warrior. You're not fighting for anyone's rights. You're just an asshole. (laughs) And you're looking for an excuse to riding off those people. But, Everyone and looks at the entire group. Even if one jackass, you know, shoots a cop and says Black Lives Matter when he does it, or some jackass blows up a bill and says, I'll act. I like bar's like, okay, now you're going, automatically everybody's going to attach that to that person. Or if someone sits there and like, you know, I'm going to take everybody's money, but I'm doing it in the name of the Lord, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, do we vilify every Christian for that? No, that dude's an asshole. It had nothing to do with Christianity. That dude's a dick. Okay,
1: so let's... Well, I think think people like to simplify simplify complexity, right? And that's where political correctness comes into it. You change people's language. You're not changing their thoughts or their behavior, though. So a good example is Harley Flanagan, ChromeX guy, right? He's been on the show. Now, Harley grew up in the inner city, rough neighborhoods. Growing up, he used the N-bomb, the F-bomb. That was just part of their vernacular. And it wasn't even necessarily from a place of racism. That's just the way people talk over there. So he's not a racist guy at all, but someone who's politically correct would listen to the way he talks, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy's racist.
2: Yeah, he'd be horrified. And
1: the a contrast to that, someone who is politically correct, where they'll say African-American, You know, they'll, they'll, they'll go as far as political correct as
0: possible, but For in the their, in their is,
1: mind, they're not thinking that. No, the that. new
0: word is thug. The new word is thug. The new N word is thug. So anytime you watch these, those thugs, I'm like, man, just say the N word, because I mean, come on,
2: we're not against rap, we're not against rappers, but we are against those thugs. <laughs>
1: Or the, or the president referring to African countries as shithole countries. He's not referring to yeah. Norway or Sweden or Switzerland right. or Ireland as shithole countries. He's saying shithole, and automatically people know what countries he's talking about. Yeah. You know, right. That shows yeah. so, you inherent First racism all, that, that right people there, have.
0: <laughs> that right there is a problem. That right there is a problem. When you
1: automatically
0: yeah, it is. know, is. this is like, wait a minute. You know he's not talking about, about, about Europe
1: or Eastern Europe. Yeah, you know he's talking about Rwanda. <laughs> Nigeria, you know, he's talking about probably somewhere in Africa or Haiti or these
2: yeah. these
1: different islands. right? and most of the people who agree with that statement have never been to any of those countries. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and he's
0: also and that, this will also be the people to say that racism is not systematic and it's not a system or blah blah blah. You know, Bob. You know, people. You, you know, everybody has an opportunity to do this, that, and the other. Okay, so when you sit there and think that you know it's not systematic, why is it when you hear shithole countries the first thing that came to your mind was Mexico? Africa, Haiti, you know, it's like that right there shows you how systematic it is and how it's a system that's put in place. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like that's it. Exactly, like, right. Trust me. The first thing I didn't think about, you know, I don't know, Greenland when he said that You know, know, or, or Siberia. Or, yeah. Or I didn't think of <laughs> Siberia because, you know, trust me. <laughs> I would think it'd be real shitty to live in a place where it's freaking in a negative teens or below all year round. Come so on, I'm yeah. looking at shithole a different way. I'm just thinking like that's a place I don't want to be. <laughs> you know, <but laughs> it's like, cause first of all, I, that's too fucking cold. That's not it doesn't make any sense to be that cold. <laughs> you know, so you know, but I wouldn't. You know, but no one's thinking that that's a shithole country.
1: You know, so. but also there there are, there, are, there are parts of I mean there are parts of every country that I've been to that. Have shithole elements for sure. Yeah. You know, I've been to parts, parts of Africa There are parts of wow.
0: Houston that have shithole yeah. elements. Okay, on. he's working. But I mean, in like in, in,
1: these, in these underdeveloped countries, there's a whole. I mean, to some extent, saying I wouldn't say all of India is a shithole, but there are parts of it where it's definitely a shithole. You know, literally and metaphorically, it's extremely impoverished. People are dirt poor, living in their own sewage. You know, it's nasty. It's not their fault. It's not. It's not a reflection on the people, but their environment definitely is a shithole environment. There's certain parts in that can, country. Yeah. every country I've been to, there's parts that fall into that category. Now, I would never say the entire country is a shithole. You know, well, here's just the part of, the of those parts. Here's the part of the narrative that's missing when you
0: hear that. It's like, okay, these are shithole countries? Okay. How did they get that way? Because, because yeah. of somebody, they've they, they become shitholes because of assholes, greedy assholes, yeah. you know, yeah, or, right. or asshole dictators. So, again, we're missing the real thing. Everybody both sides are focused on the wrong thing. You know, those are like being all offended that he said that, you know, and then the ones that are agreeing with him is like, you're both you're both looking at the wrong thing here. How do they become shithole countries in the first place? What what happens if you make somebody even think that there are shithole countries in the first place? That's what you really right, be at. Right. And that's the issue that needs to be addressed. You know, first of all, also well, like, how you know,
1: many right? how many people how many people that are offended or making donations to Project Child Save or any organization that helps anyone in any way? You know, none. Or if you even bring or that or up, in, people in get those, mad. Like,
0: right. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Or, or even doing something to help those quote unquote shithole countries. Like, when's the last time you volunteered oh, yeah. and went to Earth. Haiti after the you know after the earthquake? Did you go to Haiti and do anything? And if you gave money to the right. to the Red Cross, you didn't help a, a quote unquote shithole country. You helped a shithole organization. OK, <laughs> who pretty yeah. much is not
1: doing much to help those places in the first place.
0: You know, so, I mean, I, I, think, I, mean
1: I think I think it's good that people don't like that. He said that because that's a terrible thing for a president to say you're supposed to represent the country. So I get all that. And that is important. That's not something you should just take lightly like, oh, it's no big deal that he said that it is a problem. But at the same time, the bigger problem is real suffering, real people, animal suffering. You know, these are real issues that. Talking about doesn't necessarily help. you got to be active. You have to get out there. You have to do things that are impactful. Yeah. How, you know, how I, can we help them not be a shithole country? Because, you know, the right. main ones that agree with that, is that, the main
0: ones that agree that it's a shithole country don't want them coming here. <laughs> He's like, you know, we need more. You need more immigration laws. You need a wall. OK, so in order to keep them from wanting to come here, how can we help them? Well, we need to mind our business, stay out of those countries. Exactly. Okay, so that'll probably help a lot of them stop being shithole countries if that's what you want to further to them as. See how that works? Mind your fucking business. So, so start with right now. Well, why I mean, do you also, have some- I mean, also
1: the part the part about Trump also he, he he specifically said why don't we have more people coming from Norway? And anyone who's been to Norway yeah, that was knows 99.9 999 <laughs> percent white. So That shows you. Trump is one of those guys. He's so dumb that he doesn't even know he's racist. And you meet people like that right. too. They're blatantly racist, but in, in their mind, they don't think they're racist. You know, it's like, he's not even like open. He's not a guy who's like, yeah, I'm a racist and proud of it. He's like, no, I'm not racist at all. I just don't want people from shithole countries like in Africa coming over here. How about Norway? More, you know, that's a, better. <laughs> how about a country where not
0: only everyone is blonde hair and blue eye, but you know, I'm nothing like you know, I'm not a racist. <laughs> you yeah. know, and then people in Norway like. Um, our life is good here. Somebody, we don't want to come over there. <laughs> why are we trying to seek opportunities in America when we, we got it pretty good over here? So it's like, yeah. what's, what's the point at, you know, after that? So if anything, you probably want to go there. Yeah, a a lot of these countries,
1: there's they're not, yeah, they're not looking to leave. They're, they're well taken <laughs> care of in a lot, in a lot of these countries. They're not, <laughs> that's why there is no mass migration of people leaving to go somewhere else.
0: Somebody, that's the reason why it's so hard for Americans to go and, and become patriots, you know, not patriots, but citizens there. They're like, nah. We're gonna oh, make yeah. it very difficult. We don't need <laughs> you over here. You know, you know how hard it is to get citizenship in Canada, you know, at this point. Hell, you know how hard it is to get citizenship in Mexico at this point. That, that says something right there. When you're an American and Mexico's like, ah, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I think <laughs> you're best. <better. laughs> I don't know if we want you over here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. That says a lot. <laughs> You know, even just like going to Costa Rica is like okay you got to go through this 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 and this and I saw people that are like getting pissed off like why are they trying to make it so difficult like well I mean first of all they were doing pretty well until all the Americans start trying to move over there but now you know prices are going up on everything and of course you're bringing a lot of our attitude over toward them and kind of disrupting their little peaceful quiet existence so yeah why not make it difficult at the same time like we make it easy for anyone to come over here <laughs> you know so it should be difficult. You should have to learn the country's culture and all this other stuff before you can just move in there. So I agree with that. Yeah. That should work everywhere. Yeah. But also, when you visit these places, you should respect their traditions as well. Don't don't have this. I don't know, man. Just don't have this entitlement whenever you go somewhere. Like, excuse me, and you go somewhere like India. You speak English. Well, why yeah. not? It's because you're in India, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we don't have to speak English. But I'm spending, I'm spending money here, Oh, so? <laughs> no one cares, man. So it's just like just be respectful. So that just comes again. That comes down to being a good human and not a good American and not a, you know not someone that's a good Indian or whatever else. So starting yeah. there, and I think that's uh, well, a, lot that's mean,
1: a lot of a lot of people try to make wherever they move to, like wherever they just move, wherever they just come, ironically. Wisdom. Well, we yeah, see that in I'm Vegas sure. a lot, right? Where, where these people from conservative parts of America come to Vegas because Vegas is a good place to live in terms of no state tax, no state taxes, and uh, housing is relatively cheap here compared to the rest of the country. There's a lot of safe neighborhoods here. So there's a lot of pluses that many people aren't aware of, but many people are aware that they come here, and then they go, well, I don't like seeing these billboards of naked women, and there's strip clubs everywhere, and there's this, this mentality of people are doing drugs, and they're meeting with hookers at the M Casino. It's like, well, look, that's, that's Las Vegas. Yeah. Frankly, right. to me, those are all things that make this town great because it's highly entertaining. I, I I don't partake in any of that stuff, but I like seeing it because it's amusing to me. I like going to the strip. I'm playing cards and I look around and I'm like, ha, look at all this debauchery happening. This is highly entertaining. Right. Now, if I don't like it, I can go anywhere else in America and not see that. I can go to Idaho. I can go to Kansas. Nothing wrong with those places, but they're not going to be like Vegas. So don't try to make Vegas like that place. Go back yeah. to Billings, Montana. Go back there. If no you know, want go to back to you Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. 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 Don't try to make Vegas more like that. And frankly, there are parts of Vegas where it feels like anywhere else in America as well. You, you don't have to go to the strip and see all the madness happen. You can avoid the strip completely if you want to. You can live in a suburb like I do and never go there if you don't want to go there. Yeah. Same, same thing with Nashville being. The country music capital.
2: Uh, I remember right. telling one of my chiefs in the Navy. He was like, "Oh, Bell, you you must you must know all about the Grand Ole Opry." And I said, "Chief, I have never been to set foot <laughs> inside the Grand Ole Opry ever." <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if you go downtown and there's all the honky tonk bars, but you know, it, it, and I kept trying to tell my chief that I was like, "Chief, I was in high school. Like, why would I be going to these honky tonk bars? I couldn't even get in. <laughs> like, I never, I never went." At an age where, you know, at a point where I could appreciate any of that, if I leave Nashville, one day I might look back and say, man, I wish I had kind of checked all of that stuff out, but I'm really not a big country music fan. Uh, Even when I worked security, I would have, like, country music singers and stars, and I didn't know who they were, and I think that was part of the reason they'd have me, you know, escorting these people through, through the hotel or whatever. It's because I didn't know who they were, so I didn't get starstruck. I wasn't going to ask for autographs. I'm just like, oh, yeah, here's your room. Okay, you need me to come and check on this. All right, whatever. I'm, I'm going to go back, and every guest in the hotel is the same as anyone else. You might be in the penthouse. Somebody else might be on the with the fourth floor. The only people that ever made a big fuss was Kim and Kanye. And <laughs> nobody <really laughs> even knew that they were there. They just wanted attention. I think what you usually find
0: most 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 places that have like all the tourist attractions, whatever else, the locals have never been there. You go to New York, there are people that have never been to the Statue of Liberty. They've been in New York all their lives. You know, there are people in L.A. that's never been to the Hollywood Hills ever in their lives, or Beverly Hills, or anything, or even just Rodeo Drive. You know, and they've been in L.A. their entire life. There are people in L.A. that have never been to Compton. (laughs) Okay, so you know. there's certain people that just like, you know, I live here. I don't care about that stuff. That's usually tourist attractions that that end up, you know. There are people in New Orleans. They they stay out of the French Quarter. They don't want any parts of it, and it's understandable. <laughs> you know, after a while, most things where the, all the tourists are going to be, you don't want to be if you're a local. That's the one place you avoid, and that's probably one place you tell people to stay away from. And actually, I'm looking for those locals because they tend to know all the true gems of the city that people don't even think about and that they, – all these tourist companies are not maximizing profit off of. You know, I want to know about all the mom and pop, like places to eat and things like that. I want to actually feel what the city really feels like. You know, a lot of times yeah, right. the tourist attraction and wherever all the tourist stuff is, that's not the city, man. That's that pretty much had nothing to do with the heartbeat of what that city is about. It's very manufactured, you know, it's very romanticized or whatever else. I want to know yeah. where the locals are, man. I want to talk to people who've been there all their life and they got these stories like, whoa, yeah, like right over there, that used to be this. And that's where little Jimmy got popped. in, you know, and that's when he ran into Robert De Niro and you know, I saw him getting a, <laughs> a stick fight and he actually got his ass beat. So don't let that, that, that movie persona, you know, fool you. That's not who he really is. You know, yeah. those are the stories I like. You know, that's only going to
1: come from real locals, man. Yeah. It,
0: that's, yeah. that's yeah. What, yeah. what makes you really, tell people
1: about. Re- regarding Vegas, Fremont Street is a lot more of the authentic oh, yeah. Vegas than going to Mandalay oh, yeah. Bay. It's not that there's anything wrong with going to Mandalay Bay or any of these casinos on the Strip. That's all fine and good, too. There's some good shows there, good concerts there, et cetera. But you get the real Vegas feel when you're walking up and down Fremont Street. Yeah, the stuff you see,
0: like, you know, all the old films, you see, like, Sinatra and all them, whatever. All that happened there in downtown Vegas, you know. And you have the one about the history of that. Not not all the the new modern manufactured like super casinos and all this other stuff that's going on. A lot of this stuff tend to have like no personality. There's really no warmth to those things. You you know it's like right. this is really – this right here is manufactured business. This is all about money, yeah, money, money, totally money. money. It, it, and they could care less about Las Vegas itself. It's just investors. And a lot of times it's invested by people right. who had – Nothing to do with that area whatsoever, so they could care less. So if it fails, they'll blow it up tomorrow and, you know, condemn it and build another one and another name and put it on another shell company or whatever else, and they could care less about the people there. Whereas, you know, when you start talking about, like, Fremont Street and all that, it's like there's still that, like you said, there's that Vegas feel. You know, there's some
1: history with that.
0: You know, there's still some people who grew up in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some cool...
1: There's some cool museums there too. You got the Mobster Museum there. Yeah, the You got the Museum, old school yeah. venues. The yeah, old school venues for concerts. You got some good restaurants over there too. It has a more hip feel than the, the strip which is extremely generic, adult Disneyland type feel. Yeah.
2: Did you all have a guy on that that does did like magic shows or something on yeah. Fremont Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah Mike Hammer. He has a he has a show, he has a show
1: yeah. on. He has a show on Fremont Street. It's still there. He's doing really well.
2: Yeah, I remember that. I kind
1: of feel like I want to say it's at the Golden Nugget or I think it's at the Golden Nugget or one of these off strip venues. And what's funny is he's had offers to go at one of the bigger casinos on the strip and he's turned them down because he gets he has such a good thing going where he's at on Fremont Street. And so many more people are going to Fremont Street that it's less competition over there for him as well. When you're at it, when you're doing a show on the Las Vegas Strip, you're competing with people like Carrot and all these other big name acts. So he actually made the smart move of saying, no, I'm going to stay where I'm at, because where I'm at, my show is one of the most happening things to go to on Fremont Street. Well, if you're on Manly Bay or the Venetian or one of these other big casinos, there's people pulling in you in a variety of different directions.
0: Yeah. And then you still have have a different clientele down there as well.
1: You know, you're pulling in
2: locals. You know, you're not relying on tours. pulls in a lot of locals.
1: That's that's exactly right. Oh. Yeah, that's exactly right. And ben, yeah, a I lot kind of places of that like Jim do Larkin, well. Larkin they, 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 offer. <laughs> they offer incentives for locals. They'll give you discounts and so forth. Those are the smart yeah. places.
2: Yeah, yeah so I kind of feel like Tim Larkin right now where Tim is on, but he listens to all the the episodes. So I'm like recalling past episodes like, wait, can you talk about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, He's a cool guy I'd like to meet one day.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you ever come out here, he's 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 around. So if you yeah, feel like I, him, I, you must feel you must you must feel a lot of pressure in your sternum right now. If you're feeling like <laughs>
2: him, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> a little inside a little inside
1: joke. We could talk. We could explain that one off air. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was, you feel like an I alien got about, his, about to uh, pop out of your stomach? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got his uh, his book um, back in the
1: fall. The, the new book he put. Uh-huh. out. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's really good. I was reading
1: that. Yeah, we're going to get, we'll get him back on to talk about that book. He's a really good writer. One thing I like about Tim, because I've known him for a long time, I meet up with them pretty regularly. He's, he's, he's one of the guys I really enjoy meeting up with because he's always has something going on. He's not one of those guys yeah. you meet up with and he's like, yeah, same old, same old, you know, still working on this. He's always in a good mood and he's always like, yeah, I just finished up this book or I'm working on this book or I'm about to go do this event. I like talking to people like that who are always yeah. making things happen. You know, it's easy because to you get stuck in inertia. Too. Even, even when you're self-motivated, yeah, very good stories. Even when you're self-motivated, you're still battling inertia. You know, it's just one of those things. Every time you try to do something, it's always going to be like, well, let me make a cup of coffee first. Or like, ah oh, let me get, let me. Uh, let me go shave my head first. You know, you're always looking for distractions. Yeah. It's like, man, I got a lot of I got a lot of hair on my back. Maybe if I shave that first I'll write better. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> back looks like, like the, the planet Endor right now. Let me shave it real quick. It's like okay, I feel a lot better uh, now. Now I get some right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well you get know,
2: stuck in that don't wanna do shit syndrome. That's why uh, yeah, uh a lot happens. of people going off about Bruno Mars and i don't know what happened at the grammys but i stopped listening to bruno mars when he came out with that what's that song today i don't feel like doing anything
0: oh i'm like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a nice song,
2: but that's like programming. Man,
0: today I don't feel like doing. This. Yeah, goddamn, that's thing. right. I don't want that going through your head. funny. You know, it's this. funny because actually I was going to ask you something about the Grammys, but it's funny that you brought that up. And as I was actually watching the performance, like you know what? He's come a long way since that song because when he was coming out with that stuff, I wasn't feeling him. I was like, I'm feeling him yeah. a little bit better now. It's like I think after the whole little cocaine busted incident at the airport or whatever else, it, it seemed like things kind of changed up a little bit.
1: He got busted bit. with cocaine. So, <laughs>
0: He, oh
2: yeah! <laughs> he
1: <was a>
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow! So,
2: yeah. yeah. So well, he, he must,
1: he must like, not he must not be using it because then he would feel like doing something today instead of yeah. you know, well, having that blocky attitude. That, <laughs> that, happened,
0: that happened after that song came out. <laughs> so I guess you realize, like you know what? I got tired of being bored. I did some coke, and now I want to. I'm just making songs left and right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but you know, bring like, up the I Grammys, play. man. Bring up the Grammys is like um, during um, you know, Childish Gambino's performance. Charles Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, a.k.a. the new Lando Calrissian, Lando. you know, in the Han Solo yeah. movie. Like, Prince, did you, did you check out the, the the Lando vibe, though, with the facial hair? You know, was, you can tell it must be filming right now because, you know, I'm kind of looking at the mustache and the goatee going on. I was like, that's okay. I see you kind of channeling your little Billy Dee Williams thing going on right here, Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so I I think that's pretty cool. But here's my question for you, Prince. Dude, where the hell is Billy Dee Williams? I mean, when I went and saw The Last Jedi, I saw Admiral Akbar, you know, make his mm-hmm. appearance. If you haven't seen the movie, screw you. His final appearance. So, you know, and also I saw I saw Nine Numb. How's it Nine Numb shows up for the Last Jedi, but there's no Lando on his side. That was his. That's his boy, yeah. <laughs> you know. And like you're the Jedi, and everybody strikes back. Something's like, where is Lando? Where is Billy D. Williams and all the and everybody? Since everybody else is coming back, you had Harrison Ford come back. You, you know, you had Mark Hamill come back. Why are we not getting Billy D. Williams? Where is Lando? while all this is going on now, maybe you
2: can help. Yeah. The last, the last place he's mentioned is he's, he retook cloud city. So he's the governor of cloud city again. And that's right. the, and he, he gave a, uh, he gave a present. I think he gave a, a gun to, uh, as, a a gift to, uh, Han and Leo when Ben is born, that's in the aftermath book. And that's the last point that he's mentioned. So, I guess it's a matter
1: of hopefully JJ,
0: while they're writing right script in, for nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Can put well, it it's in. Probably, or, it's probably better. It's probably better if he doesn't come back because every time someone comes back, they get killed off. Yeah, so if we want killed. Lando to live. Come
0: on. Yeah, Lando's like <laughs> don't,
1: don't let him get stuck Lando's back already, into this, Vortex.
0: Well, Lando. So, Lando's already defied all typical history because he's the black guy that actually survived space and the future. Yep. <laughs> so he's probably kind of like somebody he wasn't killed in Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. He's like, you know what? Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on defying all the stereotypes. Somebody you're not gonna take this guy out. <laughs> so yeah. he's so just well. probably good and he stays away, man, because it's probably it's not gonna end well. So, yeah they're and to probably, have he's probably shooting with the gun that his parents got as a gift <laughs> that's probably yeah. what he'll end up
2: <laughs>
0: you're <Yeah. laughs> the last have time Han in my
2: Solo's uh, funeral in the, in the book for the novelization for The Last Jedi so I'm hoping that he'll show up at the funeral and then they'll account they'll say oh hmm. yeah I got to get back to, to Bespin and that's why he wasn't in the movie but I'm I'm really hoping you know JJ says hey we need to
0: you know what? Just, Billy just D is not fans, getting any Listen to the fans. Just like you know what, yeah. go ahead and make fan be a son. <laughs> just just go ahead and just throw that curveball <laughs> and just like ah, so here's your father. <laughs> so just go ahead and answer that question. No, you know what
1: my issue is with these these new movies and. Force Awakens, that one I had a lukewarm feeling for. Last Jedi, I enjoyed when I saw it. When you think about it, there's a lot of holes in it, but overall, I enjoyed it. But you know what? It just doesn't ring, it just doesn't feel authentic to me like this is the way things went down when I really think about it. When I think of the original trilogy and I think of, okay, this is now this is what's happened 30 years later, it doesn't, I go, nah, this is not the way things yeah, went down. This is some, all, like, yeah, this is some
0: alternative.
1: Just, yeah, I feel like they're one. trying to... That's why
0: Rogue One is still my favorite. You know, because yeah. like, okay. Yeah, me too. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, like, I said, that, I like the darkness of it. <laughs> I like the fact that, that damn Like, and yeah, yeah and that, that, I like that that rang the, rang the damage. That's also and the fact that pretty much no one survived. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I was like, and for, for someone to hear that, like, well, damn, that kind of sucks. I was like, nah. It's just like, how are you, how are these people making it? Just even like, they, the fact that they didn't even find a way to kill Leia. You know, in, in the last Jedi, I'm like, okay, so what we're going to get some CGI in the next one. Like you had your opportunity to take her out. Okay. Somebody, you could have gone and done a re-edit or whatever else. But now it's just going to be silly the next time around at that point. It's going to be very manufactured. It's like, really? It's like you should have. Switched it up
1: with her and yeah, Laura you're, and her. Kill, you're killing off you're killing off actors that are still alive and keeping <laughs> actors alive <laughs> first that are dead. I'm
0: Mark Hamill and okay, I'm with uh. I'm like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> like, don't don't wish yeah. that upon I me. Mean, that's why Harrison Ford. That's why Harrison Ford did Blade Runner. He's like, no, 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 no. So you no, know, I don't want that. In fact, I'm gonna do another Indiana Jones because I'm not trying to die anytime soon. You're not gonna be just yeah, well, even there. in even in even in Blade
1: Runner. He was. I mean, if you've seen the movie, he's barely in it. He's first of all, he's not in it for the first 90 minutes, and when he finally is in it, you don't get a lot of him in it. So like, you know, you don't even you didn't even need to be in the movie. Honestly, you could have just mentioned him, given how little he was in the movie. Now, right. it didn't affect the quality of the movie. I liked the movie. I thought it was really good irrespective of that. But I would have liked to have seen more of his story, just like with right. The Last Jedi. I would have liked to yes, have seen right. more of Luke's story because the first scene where Luke's on, I was, I was sitting up in my chair. I'm like, oh, I'm just soaking it in. I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Finally, we're going to learn what happened to this guy. It's been 30 years since we've seen him in, in a movie, at least having lines in a movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> time they anytime they shifted to one of the other storylines, I was like all right I don't care about these people let's get back to you know what what's going on with Luke on, on this I don't with a shirt off let's get back to Luke man okay yeah. <laughs> well here's the other here's the other thing all these new characters I promise you there's never gonna be a movie about them 30 years from now it's just not, no, they're not, happen. They're not they, they're they don't, they're they don't not have as the as same iconic. impact that the original cast
0: they're not iconic no. No. they're not iconic at all man at this point it's like they're you have like maybe – I don't see – I don't know, man. You know, maybe it's wishful thinking. First of all, you're in a wrong generation where everything is so microwave for them. It's very hard for them to become attached to a character anyway because there's going to be something else. It's going to be some more – It's going to be another squirrel true. syndrome. So it's going to be somebody That's else popping. So they, they, don't even, they, they don't even give this generation time to be attached to anything in pop culture. They don't have time to be attached to a musician or a group or an actor, or a movie, or something like that, because there's always the next best thing coming out. And well, you someone, have, you have constantly tells, someone constantly yeah. telling them the last best... The, the the last best thing that came out is no longer a thing, and so it's not giving them time to like say, to actually have a, a, a fans relationship with these type things, man. And I think that's uh, what, well, that's you
1: you have to make an emotional connection, right? Like like with the last Planet of the Apes movie, and there, apparently there's, there's discussion of being more, which I thought was great. Yeah, it's gonna be a
0: Caesar movie. Yeah,
1: I, I'm, I'm I'm emotionally invested in those characters because I want to see what happens to Maurice and Cornelius, right? And his right. Caesar son. And, and the, yeah. a lot of the other characters, because it was obviously Caesar, the whole story revolves around him. But all the supporting characters were really interesting, too, where even exactly. though Caesar's dead, you want to see what happens to the rest of them. The one girl who's mute. Like, what, what's her story now? What's what's right. going to happen to her? So that's right. just, that's that's when you've done a story really well, where over the course of this trilogy, you've gotten the audience, at least speaking for myself, emotionally invested into these characters, not just the main one. But all of the supporting ones as well.
0: I think a lot of that also has, you know, do with the writers, the directors, and the studios. Because let's even take Marvel for instance. He's like, now you actually have movies coming out where you can actually get invested in the character. Like, you know, with Wolverine, it's like now you actually want to see what happens with X twenty three now going yeah. forward. You know, whereas before you could give two shits about any X Men character. You know, when it was, in, you know, when Fox had it, <laughs> you, know, you could care yeah. less. Because it seems yeah. so manufactured. Yeah. It seems so fake. Yeah. It seems it it was, it was so such a one eighty away from the comic books. It's like first of all it's PG. It's like, okay, you didn't read this comic book obviously. How can you make any no. Wolverine movie no. and make it P G in the first place? You know, and so even that I think that's why there's so much excitement for Black Panther out there. First of all, it was kinda good that they waited so long before they even thought about doing a movie for Black Panther. You know, it was talked about many times but it was kinda like, ah, the timing is just right now. To the point where it's not just one particular Audience that wants to see that movie, so many want to because they see the comic book and they understand the story behind it and they want to see this because actually Marvel needs this movie right now. In fact, especially after just all the botchery they've done with the Avengers and all their characters solo, you know, just putting their movies out, they made it, everything so shitty. Everything was so PG. I'm like, wait a minute, it's like the. It's like the wife of the CEO of, you know, of, of the studio trying to run for Senate as well. You know, just like what happened with the WWE. <laughs> you like, trust me, anybody, anybody knows the, the attitude area of the, w, era of the WWE, you know, back then. But once, you know, people start having political aspirations, Linda McMahon and all that, it went PG. Then people stopped yeah. caring. You know, even if you knew it was fake, right. you know, you're still entertaining back in the day when The Rock, Stone Cold and all that. But then, you know, like I said, when they want to actually start putting in, you know, get into the game, you know, bigger business and, and getting in politics. They start cleaning up. Nobody cared anymore. And, you know, every now and then they, ch- they want to go back to that. But again, it's kind of like, yeah, you've kind of lost that
1: generation now or yeah. whatever, because you're and, and so busy. Anytime any you water stuff down, it doesn't ring true. Like growing up, I remember Aliens. The second one was one of my favorite movies. It was rated R. And we I saw it when I was 12. You know, all of us did. Right. Like people my age. Yeah. And we, we just we just found a way to get in. Either we get or we trick our grandma into taking us. Like, oh yeah, it's just like ET. You love it. You know? we, found a, we found a way to see this movie because we wanted to see some real shit. We don't want to see some watered down right. bullshit. And that movie was a huge hit. And it obviously wasn't a huge hit with just people that were old enough to go see it. A lot of other, I mean, they made a toy line on it several years later. It's a rated R movie. That's how successful it was. They made a toy line on it. Now. And then, and then fast forward to Alien versus Predator, which was horrible from a lot of different for a lot of different reasons. But one of the main ones is it was PG thirteen. Like this is an alien movie where an alien's going to be coming out of someone's sternum. How do you make that yeah, PG thirteen? Have you somebody have you seen
0: have you seen Predator really? <laughs> have you seen the things that he done He can do to people. Why yeah. are you trying to water that down to PG thirteen? You know, come on, man. So and, you know what that is? That's kind of like Jason versus Freddy. This is what happens when people in our generation. You know, we're doing drinking games or whatever else, you know, when they got to college. And now they they become writers in Hollywood. Like, you know, I remember we had a frat party and my buddies and I were high as hell. And we were talking about, like, what if Jason met Freddie? And you're like, well, let's make a movie about it. Like, no, let's not. You were high. It didn't make sense. Yeah. You Everything sounds great when you're high. Okay. Or when you're drunk. It's <laughs> like, not good because now you, this is going to cost money, man. <laughs> so, So, no, do not do this. I mean, And what's the point? Freddy's not even realizing he's in a dream. That's stupid for him to go sure. against Jason. We know who's going to
1: win. Well, Freddie also, also has one of the most motivational lines of all time in one of those Elm Street Your movies. Mom can't help so you. Now. You need help, man. <laughs> help yourself, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I need
2: to record the- that. I need to. <laughs>
1: I need to record that little snippet and then send it out. Anytime someone emails, hey man, I got a hormonal problems, I need help. Send it back. Then just send back that little clip in the movie. Help yourself, fucker. <laughs> I don't know. You might get, you might
2: get somebody ten years down the line is talking with their therapist. Oh, I know.
1: And they might write but that you. That doesn't an for Like I had, I had high prolactin levels, and I sent him an email about how to help me, and he sent me a Freddy Cougar clip. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you didn't follow the advice in that clip. It said, help yourself, Walker." And, you, and you, 10 years later, you still have it. <laughs> so what do you want from me?
2: <laughs>
1: oh, <my. laughs> no, but, but any, any time, and this is good advice for anyone in, in any business, Anytime you try to get the largest audience possible, you're going to end up with the smallest audience possible. Yeah, you got to pick your way. audience. You go, like, these are the yeah. people I'm going after. Like, I'll give you a funny story. Like, I've got this new company that's bottling and capping my – my supplements and uh, they, they gave me some unwarranted advice on the labels so they're like oh yeah I think you, I think your labels could be dramatically improved now I think the labels are fine as they are but there's always room for improvement so I was like yeah sure let me see what like we'll come up with some mock-ups if you're interested and let's see what you think I'm like yeah sure let's see what you, it can be improved let's see what you guys got. They didn't just send me the mock-up. They wanted to get on the phone and do a PowerPoint presentation. I was like, oh, God, you know it's not good when someone has to walk you through it. If it's really good, you yeah. just send me an email and I see it. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's awesome. Let's go yeah. with it. So they give me, me this big explanation of why they came up with these ideas and so forth. <laughs> and then they show me all these mock-ups. And then I'm just waiting for them to stop talking so I can retort. Finally, they <laughs> stop talking. they like, so what do you think? And I was, like, these, I was like, these look terrible. I was like, these don't look good at all. These are my exact words. I was like, looks horrible. Looks terrible. Like, honestly, I'm depressed just looking at these. And they're like, oh, 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 wow, thanks for your honesty. I was like, yeah, that's what you're going to get for me, man. I don't, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, you know, thanks a lot for the effort you put in. I don't really like it, blah, 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 blah. My immediate res- my, <laughs> what I was thinking in my head is what came out. I was like, this looks terrible and they did they looked extremely generic they didn't pop at all like right now especially the aggressive strength label i feel like that pops it's big letters aggressive strength is different than what most people call their supplements most testosterone boosters they have some name they have some name that does, they have some word that they just made up yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even exist yeah, like uh, i can't even think of an example they're so bad that just shows you how little they pop <laughs> but it's it's usually something that has nothing it's not even like the name of the product doesn't even signify that it's a testosterone booster. Like you don't even know what it that is a testosterone booster until you read the label. I go to me, that's something that's not popping while aggressive strength, you know, right there, you're like a- aggressive strength. What's that? It's going to get you stronger. It's going to make you more forthright with your life, you know, more positively aggressive. You know, so right there, you get the message before you even look closer. Then in big letters, testosterone booster, you know exactly what it is. What they came up with is all the letters were a lot smaller. It looked very clinical, like something that maybe a doctor would carry, like a prescription bottle. It looked something like that. It just didn't pop. So this is an example of someone who clearly doesn't know my audience. They don't know my branding at all. They don't know my audience. And there, I know, but I know what their mindset is. Their mindset is let's make this label look less intimidating so that it attracts more people. I go, look, anyone who's intimidated by a label has much bigger problems than low testosterone. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking for yeah. people that are intimidated by labels. You know, I'm not trying to attract that audience. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just not going. And also, uh, labels don't really matter when you're an online retailer either, because no. no one's seeing this product in a store who doesn't. They're coming to my website where you're educated on the product. You see testimonials, you see language about it, you see ad copy. If it's in a store, it's a different situation. But these products in a store, what they came up with, it still wouldn't pop. It, what I have right now would do way better in the store than what they came up with. So you gotta be careful with who you take advice from. There's always people trying to give you unsolicited advice. 99% of the time it's bad. And you have to know enough of your own model. You have to know enough about your own brand to be able to discern these things.
0: Be sure to check out part two of our discussion with Prince Bell as we talk rubbing transdermal creams in all the wrong places, as well as building a successful business online and much more on the next Live Life Aggressively Show. Take care, everybody.